It's the twenty-second uh, of August, two thousand twenty-two, and in just four or five days, it will be the midpoint of the annual rains retreat period for the monks. So, hey, all of you, you set your hearts on practicing during this time because in this rains retreat period, we have a good opportunity to stay in one place. And if it's not necessary, then we don't leave the monastery. There are certain reasons to leave. If we have duties to perform, if our upajaya, our preceptor, is unwell, or we have duties with regards to the buddha-sasana, then we can leave. Uh, during those times uh, for seven days. And we should also try to maintain our mindfulness uh, during that time as well, to be composed, to be restrained, to be cautious as well. Whether we are staying in the monastery or whether we take um, that seven-day leave, We need to be mindful whether we're staying or whether we are going. And we can observe that if we have mindfulness in the monastery, and oftentimes when we leave the monastery, then our mindfulness leaves us as well. So staying in a monastery, it's a peaceful place. And this is Gaya Viveka, a seclusion of the body. We may be staying alone, or there may be many people, but we are composed and restrained. We speak little, we sleep little, awakening ourselves through our efforts. So this is seclusion of the body, seclusion of our speech. And what this does is that it affects our heart so that there's less proliferation there, making it easy for samadhi to come up. So when we have this external seclusion, we're also able to train in mindfulness better. In order to gain seclusion from uh, the sense impressions, and seclusion from mental impressions. Because normally the mind becomes interwoven with these mental impressions. There are these aramanas, these mental impressions of uh, sensual pleasure, of ill will, of sleepiness, drowsiness, lethargy, of uh, scatteredness and of doubt. And these are the nivaranas which obstruct goodness, these five hindrances. So therefore we need to train our minds so that we gain seclusion from these five hindrances, those things which obstruct the goodness, so that we can gain peace. We can also use our wisdom to do this as well, contemplating how things are unsure, the thoughts that arise, 
Well, the good thoughts, they're unsure. The bad thoughts, they're unsure as well. When there's proliferation going, then that comes from avijja, from ignorance and delusion. And what it brings up is the sense of self. So we can use wisdom to contemplate in order to bring the mind to peace. Because for some practitioners, if they try to meditate on the words buddho, dhammo, sangho, and only use that, then they may get bored and tired with that, and their mind doesn't come to peace. But the reality is that they just haven't kind of reached that peaceful spot yet. So they need to train well, and try and find a method to bring the mind to peace, and that may be using contemplation. So contemplating death, for instance, how life is not sure, but death is sure, that we do need to die. And we bring up this feeling within ourselves that our lives must end. And there can be a sense of disillusionment that comes up, a peaceful sense of sobriety that comes within the heart, and the mind settles into peace. And this can cut off the proliferation about the future and proliferation about the past. We can put that down as well, through realizing that we do need to die. And we can use that to train our minds so that they become bright and radiant. So if we do this, then we can gain this jitta viveka, this seclusion within our hearts, this inner peace from all of these sense impressions that usually stir up the mind and make it chaotic. Bringing the mind to just one of these sense impressions, that of its kamatana object, its meditation object, and when we can bring the mind to peace, then there can be just these factors of uh, vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha, ekakada. So the initial and sustained applications of the mind, and then joy and happiness and one-pointedness. This can be to the level of kanaka samadhi, this momentary samadhi, or upachara samadhi, this neighborhood samadhi. So in the beginning, we just try and get there first. Some people can ask about apana samadhi or jhana. But if we just try to develop whatever level of samadhi, then this will just happen all by itself. So instead, just try to get kanaka samadhi frequently, this um, momentary samadhi, and do this a lot. Try and do this often and it will accumulate. And then our samadhi practice will just develop and become deeper all by itself. And then we can use that samadhi to contemplate in order to bring about wisdom. And here we gain upati viveka. So this upati comes from upadana, this um, clinging or attachment. And so we gain seclusion from that clinging, which means that the defilements have been extracted from the heart. That there is this seclusion there within the mind. The mind becomes empty, clean, pure, and bright. So we need to train in this together, train our minds. And today there was a group that has come, uh, many monks and teachers from Vietnam, 
So they've come from far away in order to pay respects and to converse on the Dhamma. So whether we come from near or far, and then the heart is Buddha all the same, has this Buddha nature within it all the same, and that all of us wish for awakening, wish for the state of Buddha. So we may eat vegetarian or vegan or meat, uh, meat that's appropriate in line with the vinaya. And we should contemplate all of this food as being just elements, contemplate the food as disgusting. That even though it may be vegetables or fruit, then this comes from the earth, it comes from fertilizer, and these are unclean things. And that's what brings about this food. Although vegetarian and vegan food is less disgusting, less repulsive, and meat is more repulsive. Uh, but we should still contemplate this food in line with that, in its repulsive nature. And when we put that into our mouths, then it loses all of its value already. And we take it out of our mouths, it has no value whatsoever. So we should contemplate like this, and this too is a meditation object, something that can bring rise to peace within our minds. So no matter what tradition we come from, this training, this practice, it's all this path of sila, samadhi and panya, of virtue, collectedness and wisdom. It's just this one way to nibbana. And when we sit in meditation and our minds become still and peaceful and quiet, then it's just not there. None of these things are there. There's no monk there, there's no layperson there. There's no thoughts of Mahayana or Theravada. There's no separating things out in this way, because the mind is still and peaceful. So in that samadhi, there's no me, there's no you, there's no us, there's no them. And then we use that samadhi to contemplate in order to bring rise to panya, to wisdom, into emptiness. And we see that really none of these things are there. That if we see in terms of a self, then that's being deluded in the self. So we should contemplate in order to see clearly, to see the true nature of the self. So therefore, whether we come from far or near, if we see the Dhamma, then the mind, the heart, it turns into Buddha, that we see the Buddha. So may you train to have a lot of mindfulness. We use the vinaya to look after our acts of body and speech so that they are virtuous. And then we train in mindfulness to bring about samadhi. And we have effort there as well, really setting our hearts on this. And so the, the group who has come, they have this firm intention. And there's one monk who's been a monk for 17 years already. Uh, but before that, he was an Anagarika, 
uh, postulant and white for three years, and then a novice for two years, and now a monk for 17 years. He's really set his heart on finding freedom from suffering, on finding Nibbāna. Therefore, may all of you train to have this external seclusion, this gaya viveka, being composed over acts of body and speech well, making samadhi firm, contemplating to separate out the elements and the khandhas so the wisdom arises. And may you do this a lot, may you train in this a lot, develop this a lot, and may you have a firm conviction that this is the path that will take you to seeing the Dhamma for sure. So may you set your hearts on this. <laughs>